So there have been a couple things floating around on Twitter that I kind of want to address in terms of the Panthers and Devils game because I just want to address them because that was a very positive uh, game to look at and I hate it when people nitpick and also uh, I just want to address a, another tweet that came to mind so we're going to talk about that and also let's talk about the silent but deadly contribution from a few players because even though they've been impacting the New Jersey Devils to a great extent I feel like they just don't get the love they deserve and also do we stand chance against the Islanders well I don't want to overestimate the Devils but I certainly do not want to underestimate them again we have a lot to discuss in this episode buckle up you're locked on Devils your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hi this is Bryce Salvador and you're locked on Devils Trey Matthews All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Lockdown Devils podcast here on the Lockdown Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 6, 10 p.m. Eastern time, November 10th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, at the time when this episode goes live, we will have a game tonight against the New York Islanders. So this will be another test for the New Jersey Devils because while the Islanders might not be the best team in the NHL, we don't really have a good track history against them. As we all know, Lou Lamorello loves his New Jersey Devils, so he might be sitting up in the stands recruiting uh, Devils and saying, okay, which Devils player do I want to sign once the season is over? Or which player do I want to trade for once the trade deadline approaches? But, you know... All jokes aside, the New York Islanders, they're definitely going to be a challenge for us. And hopefully we can come out on the winning end because last time we played them, I believe it was the final game of the year last season in which we came out on the losing end 5-1. So, uh, you know, we're not the same team that we were last season, but at the same time, uh, we, we, we still have a lot of work to do. So uh, if you missed the last episode, I basically did a crossover with Armando of Locked on Panthers and we broke down the game. Now, it was a good game for the New Jersey Devils. Let's, uh, you know, not take that away from them. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They absolutely thrashed the Florida Panthers by a score of 7-3. to three. They gave the Florida Panthers their second uh, loss in regulation this season. I bet no one was anticipating uh, for the Devils to beat the Florida Panthers to that extent. So, you know, from my end, I thought the New Jersey Devils would beat the Florida Panthers and maybe like OT or shootout or, you know, maybe just a bad night for the Panthers in which the Devils get two goals and we uh, win two to one and we just barely escape that game from the, you know, grit of our teeth. But I couldn't have been any more wrong. It was a great effort from the Devils organization as we had 13 different guys uh, get a point for us in that game and we had six guys also get multiple points. So once again, just a valiant effort and that's the uh, overall uh, teamwork that we're talking about. Like, Teamwork makes the dream work, everyone. I know it's a cliche to say that, but it it is so true in that case. So if you hadn't checked out that episode with Armando of Locked On Panthers, please give it a listen. And uh, I also forgot to mention in yesterday's episode that the New Jersey Devils, we are now on a three-game point streak. We are not on a three-game winning streak because, remember, we dropped that uh, game against the LA Kings in OT, but we still got a point out of it. But we won against the San Jose Sharks, and now we've won against the Florida Panthers. So we're on a three-game point streak, and that's 
what you need to stay afloat uh, in the division that we're currently in. So a question that Armando asked me in the last episode was, do I believe the New Jersey Devils can potentially make the playoffs? Can we be a top three team out in the Metropolitan Division? I said, there is no way in hell we will be a top three team in the Metropolitan Division. Like uh, a lot of team seasons would have to completely fluster for that to happen. But uh, like I said, the New Jersey Devils could potentially be a wild card team and just be that dark horse. And here's a, here's a game we need to win against the New York Islanders because uh, look, I'm, I'm glad we beat the Florida Panthers, but just remember this phrase, sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. So let's uh, just keep up this momentum. Let's just take it one game at a time. And like I said, even though we're currently ahead of the New York Islanders in the standings at the time that this recording, we still have a lot of work to do. So let's look at the Metropolitan Division, shall we? Because it's been a while since I've done that. So currently the Hurricanes are kings of the Metropolitan Division. Their overall record is 10-1-0. Then the Rangers, 7-3-3 with 17 points the capitals are six two and four with 16 points the flyers are six two and two with 14 points the blue jackets are seven three and zero with 14 points the new jersey devils we are six three and two with 14 points the islanders are five three and two with 12 points and then the penguins are four three and four with 12 points so uh every team on that list is over 500 so it's just really great that the new jersey devils despite missing dougie hamilton despite missing jack hughes despite missing miles wood that we have not really fallen under 500 yet and that we're actually, you know, we have some breathing room because we would have to lose like four games in a row to dip below 500. So the fact that we kind of have that breathing room right now is just a big sigh of relief in my opinion. So let's look at some uh, tweets I wanted to react to. So uh, someone tweeted out and like I said, I usually don't reveal who tweets this out unless it's a good thing. But, you know, usually when I disagree with a tweet for privacy reasons, I just, you know, say, I saw this tweet online. So someone tweeted out saying, Dougie Hamilton has been out more than day to day as listed by the New Jersey Devils. Are you surprised by this? Okay. I talked about this in the last episode. So I said Dougie Hamilton would be a game time decision for the New Jersey Devils. I don't know what you guys expected. So, uh, you know, like I said, he was game time decision and he just didn't play. So it's not like he's been out for like two weeks. He's only been out for like, what, three games? Like the last game he played in was that bad game against the Anaheim Ducks. And somehow, someway, the New Jersey Devils, we are 2-0-1 and one without Dougie Hamilton. We're on a three-game point streak. I thought we would certainly be in a bad situation since we're missing a lot of production from our back end with Dougie Hamilton being out. But somehow, someway, we're staying afloat. And I'm not complaining in the least bit, but I'm just saying. So anyway, Dougie Hamilton, is he out day-to-day? Yes, he's out day-to-day. It hasn't even been a week, guys. Like like I said, or yeah, it's been a week. But at the same time, like that's still day-to-day. Like, it's not like he's out for three weeks. So, uh, Dougie Hamilton, he's still out day to day, and uh, he might play in the next game against the Islanders. I don't know what the case might be, but he's been practicing with the team. He's been uh, participating in morning skates. So, it's only a matter of time before we see Dougie Hamilton back on the rink. And, guys, let, let, let's look at it from this standpoint. Is there really any rush to bring back Dougie Hamilton? I know we're entering a tough part in our scheduling, but at the same time, it's still very early in the season, and a lot can happen. So, would you rather Dougie Hamilton uh, make his lower body injury even? Even worse and then you know we it's like a Jack Hughes or a Miles Wood situation where he'll uh you know be out for an extended period of time maybe you know not to the extent of Miles Wood because Miles Wood needed surgery but still do you want uh Dougie Hamilton out for an extended period of time 
I certainly don't want to. So, you know, let's take our time with this. It's still day-to-day. I'm not really overreacting to it. So the New Jersey Devils, in this instance, they said day-to-day. I still feel like, you know, Dougie Hamilton missing about uh, a week or, you know, maybe a little less than a week. I still feel as though that's the day-to-day range. But still, you know, he's only missed three games so far. Uh, I I believe if he misses two more games, then that's when you're a little concerned. But, uh, you know, I I anticipate for him to play against the Islanders. Do not quote me on that. Like I said, I think it'll be another game-time decision. And given how well the New Jersey Devils played in the last game, I'm sure they're going to be a little more relaxed in terms of just letting him play because I'm sure he wanted to play against the Florida Panthers, but just given how good the team is and the fact that they could come at you in more ways than one, there's really no rush to bring him back. So let's ease back on that. And now another tweet, and I think some of you might have seen this, and like I said, I do not want to reveal this person's name because he's been associated with the show. I want to bring him back onto the show. But he tweeted out saying that the last uh, game for the New Jersey Devils against the Florida Panthers was not a perfect game despite us winning 7-3. to And, you know, he just said that Knight gave up, you know, four more unexpected goals than he should have. And, you know, the New Jersey Devils, we didn't really play that well. And I'm just thinking of it from this standpoint. Look, you're my guy and all. You're a friend of the show. I want you back on this show. But I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you in that regards. And here's why, guys. Look, we cannot nitpick those kind of games because those games are huge. They're huge momentum boosters. Now, I don't want us to, you know, dwell on it because, you know, I don't want us to, like, just be satisfied with it and then drop two games in a row and then all of a sudden, you know, everyone forgets about that 73 victory. Let's look at it from this perspective. We were, you know, under Manned, we were uh, deprived, we were depleted, and yet somehow, some way, we competed with one of the best, if not the very best team currently in the NHL, and we gave them a run for their money. It's not like we beat them two to one, like I said uh, a little earlier. It's not like we took them to a shootout and got lucky. It's not like we took them to OT and got lucky. We actually legitimately beat them fair and square by four goals. We thrashed them. I, I think we scored like four or five unanswered goals, and they just had no answer for us, and Mackenzie Blackwood was just a man on fire as well. That's why I said he was one of my uh, stars of the game because look at it this way, guys. If you look back at the game, just look at the amount of shots that could have potentially went past Mackenzie Blackwood, but he made a great save here and there, and he was able to keep the New Jersey Devils afloat. So when we're looking at this kind of game, guys, like let, let's not nitpick it, okay? It was a great effort from the New Jersey Jersey Devils. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I, I, I get tired when I'm seeing fans just say that wasn't a perfect win. I'll tell you from the naked eye, from my perspective, it looks like a very good game for the New Jersey Devils because going into that game, let's think about it from this perspective. We only had three power play goals scored all season and we, we're over uh, uh, a double digit games into the season. And the fact that we were able to get to that game it's kind of impressive and it shows improvement. So, you know, Pavel Zaka able to get a power play goal. Andreas Janssen, I know he goes by Andreas Johnson now, but I still call him Janssen because that's how you would normally say it. But, you know, Andreas Janssen getting a power play goal, that, that shows improvement in my opinion. And then uh, when the Florida Panthers were in their respective power play, we were able to hold them to just one shot. And remember, guys, in the game against the Anaheim Ducks, we got outshot on a power play and I was so frustrated so were many other Devils fans so you know let, let's not be greedy here and that person ended up deleting that tweet so it's gone it's no longer on the internet but I'm just saying like you know um, in, in that instance let's not nitpick the Devils that was a great win that's a great momentum booster 
But here's where I do say we cannot dwell on it. Yes, Knight didn't have his best game, but you know, like I told Armando of Locked On Panthers, it's kind of hard for me to feel sympathy towards that kind of situation because we've already faced it this season because Mackenzie Blackwood had to miss the start of the season due to his heel recovery and also he was having some COVID uh, vaccine problems. Then Jonathan Bernier sustained an injury and then all of a sudden we had to rely on Scott Wedgwood who had his moments last year and then uh, Nico Dawes who we had to bring up from Utica. So overall it, it was just a struggle for us to just you know find solid goalie production and you know it sucks I get it like I saw that Calgary Flames game in which uh who was it? I think Scott Wedgwood or Nico Dawes they let up like three or four goals in the very first period and we had to pull them out and overall yeah yeah it was Nico Dawes who got the start because he uh in the last game he played against the Sabres he did really well but at the same time look I get the situation I get that you know maybe that's not the ideal goalie that the Florida wanted out there because uh Armando mentioned that uh, Bobrovsky was uh, out due to an injury, but like I said, kind of hard for me to feel sympathy in that regards, but it was a great win for the New Jersey Devils, and keep in mind, guys, like Alexander Holtz, he got his first uh, career NHL uh, point on that uh, power play goal scored by Zaka, and then, you know, Ty Smith was able to make some production. Yes, he had that snafu in period number one in which he wasn't able to clear the puck from Sam Bennett, and that made it a one nothing game uh, to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, he had that uh, mishap, but still... Ty Smith is showing improvement. And here's another player that I didn't give a shout-out in the last game, Jonas Siegenthaler. So remember, guys, what I told you about Ryan Graves and just this silent but deadly impact? Well, I need to give credit when credit is due to Jonas Siegenthaler because um, he's been a lockdown defenseman for the New Jersey Devils this season. So, you know, when you look at the stats from this perspective, so 11 games played, 2 assists, plus minus a plus one you just think oh yeah nothing special yeah whatever just misses the naked eye but there's a reason why Lindy Ruff wanted Siegenthaler and quite honestly guys I don't know about you but I personally think he's been a rock this season for the New Jersey Devils and his Corsi 4 percentage is 48.7 and remember uh to get to elite status your Corsi 4 percentage has to be about 55 percent so He's putting up pretty solid production, and he's right there in the average range because I believe the average range is uh, anywhere from 40 to 50, and then elite status is above 55%. So, you know, for Jonas Siegenthaler, the silent but deadly impact. So that's a player I wanted to give a shout-out to because I think Siegenthaler, just based on my perspective, has actually been playing pretty well. And then, you know, for Ryan Graves, you know, when we look at his overall impact, yeah, that you, you just think, oh, yeah, there's nothing impressive about him because this season he's appeared in 11 games. He has one goal, four assists for a grand total of five points. Plus minus is plus six. His Corsi four percentage is almost uh, 56%. Right now it stands at 55.9. But, you know, like I said, that's the impact from Ryan Graves that we need. We need him to have a high plus minus and then we need him to have a high Corsi 4 percentage. So look at the silent but deadly impact and, you know, look at Alexander Holtz, the excitement for him. Hopefully Tyce Thompson is able to translate what he was able to do in Utica uh, up to the New Jersey Devils roster. Uh, and like I said, hopefully he uh, capitalizes on the chance that's been given to him. But overall, guys, like that that's just what I want to focus on, which is just overall great impact. And that's going to lead me into my next segment, which I'm going to talk about Andreas Janssen, because Andreas Janssen, even though I talked about him in the last episode, he deserves some love because his uh, production has been great as well. So before we talk about Andreas Janssen, I want to give you guys the first and second live read this morning. And the first live read comes from Shopify. 
Oh yeah, I like the sound of that cha-ching, baby. So Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. So here's some more information. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that makes it easy for any business to succeed down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching consumers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting and conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So go to shopify.com slash NHL, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash NHL right now once again. I repeat, for the final time, Shopify.com slash NHL. Start growing your business today. And now the second live read comes from Built Bar. So some of you might know that I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. With plenty of protein, replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two maybe. So share some of your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet, so that might get you on her good side and maybe she'll get you a good Christmas gift. So there's a hint, hint for you right there. So new surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at BuiltBar.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So we've been talking about the silent but deadly impact. So one player that comes to mind is Ryan Graves. Like I told you guys when we first acquired Ryan Graves, I said this is kind of a sleeper. Uh, acquisition for the New Jersey Devils when we trade for him before the expansion draft. I said, you know, his stats don't blow you out the water, but at the same time, when you look at the advanced analytics, he's actually making the people around him better. I talked about Jonas Siegenthaler, you know, on paper and maybe at first initial glance to a casual fan, they might think that Jonas Siegenthaler isn't really doing anything, but he's, you know, pretty much playing like a rock the past few games and, you know, it's only a matter of time before he gets his Corsi 4 percentage up and, you know, before his plus minus starts to go up a little bit but he's on the right track and he's a big body down there but the one person I really want to talk about is Andreas Janssen because I mentioned it in the last episode I said that you know Andreas Janssen uh, he basically is having a redemptive year. I know it's still early, but overall for Janssen, I'm just loving his uh, overall impact and what he's bringing to this roster right now. So, so far through 11 games, he has six goals, three assists for a grand total of nine points. He has a plus minus of plus seven. So to compare that last year in 50 games, once again, I know I've been doing this a lot, but you know, he had five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points. So I'm glad I'm not the only one who's realizing that. So uh, th- there's this article 
article uh, released by allaboutthejersey.com and they've also talked about his overall impact and you know uh, what what went wrong for him last season and what's going right for him currently so we're going to take a look at that and I'm just going to give you guys my initial reaction to it so you know when we acquired Andreas Janssen from the Toronto Maple Leafs I mentioned in the last episode I said you know we didn't really give up much we gave up Joey Anderson this was sort of like similar to a Ryan Gray's ordeal which was it was a sleeper acquisition by the New Jersey Devils because you know when we're looking at um, you know his overall impact we saw that he had a 20 goal um, uh, season already under his belt for the Toronto Maple Leafs so I was just like if he's able to do what he was able to do during the 2018-2019 season then maybe that could be a bit of a boost for our roster and I just figured give him a bigger role maybe his numbers will go up a little bit because you know even though the Toronto Maple Leafs don't make it out of the first round they haven't done so since 2004 I think it's safe to say that the Toronto Maple Leafs they kind of have a more set roster than the Devils and and you know that's just putting it nicely but Overall, uh, you know, I just said bigger role, maybe bigger numbers for Andreas Janssen because uh, the season prior in 2019-2020, he appeared in 43 games. He had eight goals, 13 assists for a grand total of 21 points. Well, uh, his numbers got worse, like way worse when he came to the New Jersey Devils. It was to the point where I think we had to make him a healthy scratch in in just a couple games, not many, but I think he was also dealing with injury. But in 50 games, he had five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points. And I'm just like, yeah, boy, that's not good. So, uh, according to allaboutthejersey.com, uh, the, like, like I mentioned, Andreas Janssen had a 20-goal season. Uh, he also had very good 5-on-5 stats and scoring efficiency. He was averaging two points per 60 minutes in his prior seasons uh, before the trade. But, you know, uh, he scored on just 7.7% of his shots with the Devils, and uh, th- that is by far his lowest and you know his stats showed that and it was to the point where you know I know people including myself were like maybe we should start looking for other suitors for Andreas Janssen doesn't seem like he's going to make an overall impact for this uh, organization and I was just like okay you know what maybe if I give him just half a, a season to redeem himself maybe he'll just do just fine and and boy was I right so y- you ever heard of that phrase stop the counting well stop the counting right now because Andreas Janssen currently leads the Devils in points with nine and he's ahead of Zaka he's two up on Mercer and Heizer and he's actually playing better so uh, according to once again all about the jersey.com he is fifth among New Jersey fours with an expected uh, goals four percentage north of 53 percent and his third in scoring chance percentage at 54.14 percent one area he has made good strides in although he has he has no slouch in this area last year either in his driving plays he is currently uh, 54.98% in Corsi 4 percentage, good for third among fours behind Broughton Heizer. So remember what I told you guys, usually when I look at a defenseman's uh, overall impact, I look at their Corsi 4 percentage, and I said a Corsi 4 percentage above 55% is actually a really good thing. And it's no surprise, Heizer and Bratt are some of our two uh, best two-way players. So the fact that Andreas Janssen has this good Corsi 4 percentage, the fact that he has this... Uh, uh, good expected goals for uh, percentage north of uh, 53% and his third in scoring chance uh, for the Devils this season goes to show you his overall impact is not really a fluke and that he's actually leading the Devils a lot in this advanced analytics so overall for Andreas Janssen if he continues to do what he's doing like I said in the last episode he's gotten hella lucky because you know um, you know Jack Hughes is out Miles Wood is going to be out for an extended period of time and you know now scoring chances are going to come a little bit more to him since uh, Dougie Hamilton is out 
for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long he's going to continue to be out, but I'm really hoping Dougie Hamilton returns in the next game. But, you know, I, I, given what the New Jersey Devils have done in the past, uh, I'm not really going to get my hopes up. But still, uh, I, I'm still susceptible to the fact that Dougie Hamilton will just maybe miss one more game and then he'll come back in the next one. So if not this game, the very next game. So for Andreas Janssen, he's definitely given uh, more scoring opportunities. He's already surpassed uh, the amount of goals he's had last season because last year he only had five goals. This year he has six. He's obviously going to surpass his total amount of points. I, I, maybe he could do it in the next game against the Islanders if he continues to stay hot. So overall for Andreas Janssen, like similar to Siegenthaler, similar to um, Ryan Graves, just look at the silent but deadly impact because I don't think enough people are talking about Andreas Janssen and the fact that he was able to get a power play goal says a lot because he was able to get us once again going in that respective category because we were kind of in a funk uh, in, in our specialty teams and the fact that he was able to get that and that led to Zaka getting a power play goal later in the game you know I think he was the uh, spark plug to overall wake us up in that instance and just snap us out of that uh, funk that we ha we were having so I think all credit goes to Andreas Janssen and his overall impact and I think more people should be talking about it and he's on pace to have a very good season and you know like I said if the New Jersey Devils have like personal awards he deserves comeback player of the year uh, if he continues this hot streak but like I said uh, stop the count right now because he's leading our team in points so uh, we obviously have a game against the New York Islanders and that's going to be a tough matchup but you know I, I do have confidence in the Devils and I will just tell you what it's going to take to beat them in a second but first I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning and it comes from betonline.ag so we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well So when looking at our next game against the Islanders, it's definitely going to be a bit of a challenge, but it's very doable. So the last 10 games for the Islanders, they are 5-3-2. and two. They're currently on a one-game losing streak. Uh, when comparing the power play percentage, uh, they're actually right there amongst us in terms of not having a very good power play because they're only ranked uh, one position higher than us. So they're ranked 25th in the league. We're currently ranked 26th in the league. In terms of penalty kill, they're... Uh, uh, a few spots higher than us like 13 spots to be exact so when we enter the power play it's pretty much going to be neutralized by the uh, New York Islanders because they're in the top 12 in, in that regards and um, you know but like I said their power play is not really that good so that could be a chance for us to you know get better in the penalty kill so you know uh, like I said sometimes you can have one and, or the other but you can't have both at times and uh, when looking at uh, some players to look out for we need to keep an eye out for Brock Nelson because he's been kind of on a roll the past few games uh, he has had six points in, in the last uh, few or so games and five of them have been goals Barzell has four assists and uh, for the Devils like we've talked about Andreas Johnson he's had three goals the last five games and then 
uh, Nico Heizer. He's been a great facilitator. So the past five games for Nico Heizer, he has five points, four of them being assists. And Andreas Janssen has a plus minus of plus four. So those are my two players to look out for in the next game. Keep an eye out for Nico Heizer and keep an eye out for Andreas Janssen. And hopefully uh, uh, Alexander Holtz continues to play with Nico Heizer. So that way Alexander Holtz can get more points to his credit and, you know, just keep getting used to the style of play for the NHL because I felt like uh, Alexander Holtz really did well on Nico Heizer's line. So uh, hopefully Nico Heizer plays well for the sake of Alexander Holtz and hopefully Andreas Janssen also keeps it going. So my two players to look out for, Nico Heizer and Andreas Janssen because they've been kind of on uh, good rolls the past uh, couple games for the Devils and the Devils are currently on a two-game win streak, but we are on a three-game point streak. So uh, hopefully this could last for a good while. And like I said, we're still missing some key guys, but I, th- I think we can do it. But here's the thing. When going up against um, uh, the Islanders, uh, the overall past few games have not really played into our favor. What do I mean by that? Well, the last 14 times we've played them, unfortunately, we are 3-11. and 11. So, yeah, we have a different team this year. Obviously, we're, we're kind of riding a hot wave coming from our last game. But just, you know, giving some reality, just the last 14 matchups we've had against the Islanders just haven't really gone our way. So, we really need to continue to step up our game because, like I said in the last episode, we have the tendency to make teams look better than what they actually are. So, for the Devils, my key points is like you got if you enter the power play against the the New York Islanders that's a team you can kind of mess up on and not really pay the price because they're sort of like us in terms of power play percentage because like I said they're only ranked a position higher than us in terms of overall uh, power play percentage and you know we're in the bottom tier for that regards but you know if, if you enter if they enter the power play that's a good time to practice your penalty kill get better at it you did really well against the Florida Panthers like I said Panthers only had two power play opportunities and they only had one shot uh, between those two uh, power play opportunities so the Devils need to continue to keep doing that continue to improve on your power play but like I said that might be a little difficult because uh, the the Islanders are in the top 12 uh, ranked 11th overall for best uh, penalty killing unit in the NHL so we need to keep that in mind but I have confidence in the Devils so I, I predict that the Devils uh, boy this is going to be a difficult one because like I said I, I, I don't think this is a fluke but at the same time I don't want to overestimate uh, the ability from the Devils. So I'm going to say in this game, we're going to come out on the winning end against the Islanders and we're going to win by a score of, I'll say... 3-2, to two, and I say the player to look out for, once again, Nico Heizer and also Andreas Janssen. So I, I say we come out victorious by a score of 3-2, to two, but even if it's not 3-2, to two, I predict that it's going to be a very close matchup. It's going to be a one-goal game. I don't think we're going to have like that blowout we had against the Panthers because so much would have to go right for us. But that's my overall prediction. As, as long as we're able to neutralize uh, Nelson, Barzell, and also Anders Lee, I think we'll be uh, completely fine against the Islanders. And like I said, they're not really a good team, but... Uh, Sometimes we had the tendency to make teams look better than what they actually are. But let me know what you guys uh, think in our next matchup against the Islanders. But as for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.